Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Nick Cage Fight Podcast, where we narrowly avoided cancellation from H Bomber Guy, despite the fact that all of our content is just telling you what happens in a movie, which is close to plagiarism as you can get without stealing words from actual writers. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Josh, joined as always by Rich and Ryan. How are we feeling? I I was sweating that entire uh, video. <laughs> Four hours is a long time to fucking sweat. <laughs> he put out an addendum video, too, that I got to watch. A second video. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the whole time watching somebody's yeah. YouTube career go down the drain, I'm just like, please don't bring up that we just tell you what happens. <laughs> well, a lot of, like, because um, I think I was telling you guys maybe, like, four months ago, like, oh, I was following this, like, Illuminati drama. And you're like, who's that? Yeah, now I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah now I'm the worst. aware. She is the worst. Uh, but um, I have a very important question for the both of you, and I don't know if uh we have a uh anything on the record yet for the podcast. Um, I mean, my answer is no. I've never done opium, but this movie did make me feel like I was. <laughs> okay, I mean, no that that's the second question. The first question okay, is yeah. um, do do both of you condemn Hamas? <laughs> Josh's face. <laughs> um, look, let, let we'll give our answers, but just bleep this part. <laughs> yeah, our opinions on that are not up for public concern. <laughs> and also, by the way, nobody wants our dipshit opinions yes. on anything regarding ge- geopolitics. Man, so, yeah, I'll so, put it this so way. For... I am not well enough educated to know that to make an you know a salient point about this other than bombing civilians is fucked for the record for josh right. is not condemning hamas yeah for for, for, for <laughs> the record uh yeah no no uh, uh obviously in general condemn like actions military actions against civilian targets 100 percent. that shit's a war crime yeah but hamas in general was originally like an israeli backed political faction and no palestinian well more than half of the palestinian population has not voted for hamas because they haven't had an election in something like 15 years and 50 percent of their population is in their teenage uh years so i don't know i'm a fucking idiot don't ask me questions on geopolitical stances but war crimes and uh bombing civilians is bad that seems like an easy take Damn, I was just doing a bit to try to fill some time because this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> this movie did fucking this movie, suck. This movie does suck. I mean, I know what we can talk about. Did either of you see the new Godzilla? I don't know if Josh didn't yet, but I, I did. It was good. No, I haven't no, seen I it yet. I want to. Apparently, like everybody was saying, it's really good. I want to see it. It's rock solid. I had some minor gripes. Like the uh, the mainland mayhem is a little truncated, but I, there's a lot to like about that movie. Good human drama good godzilla he's a big boy in this one did you see the new the the trailer dropped for the next uh uh godzilla kong movie i did i saw it play no. on one of the fucking uh tvs we've got in the bar at my work uh that is almost always just playing sports i think it was between some sports and i got all juiced on its vibe yeah man it looks like it looks like it might have some dumb as fuck parts but i am a hundred percent here for it kong gets a a a mecha fist or a gauntlet of some sort which looks amazing and there's a scene where him and godzilla run at the camera and that's really it that's all that's all i'm here for yeah (laughs) yeah that's like the only thing i care about with like the whole universal like monster universe whatever they're doing isn't kong a part of that Uh, Um, i don't think those are related to universal universal's like the fucking frankenstein dracula the mummy the creature from the black lagoon monsters oh okay i I thought king kong was like in that for some fucking reason i don't think king kong was universal i think i gotta find that i think it's i think he was because he was in universal studios uh there was a ride when i was a kid a king kong ride he Mm. fucked you up let's see king kong 1933 who did the production on this I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> I mean, it's going to take a while for me to figure out if you're wrong, because apparently my Internet's really shitty today. No, it's OK. While while you're looking that up, a clue in the listener to the movie we're avoiding talking about <laughs> this week is Outcast 2014 
not rated film that clocks in at an oddly excruciating hour and 39 minutes. There uh, are also, some- it was RKO Pictures. Yeah, I just found that, but I, I'm checking to see if RKO turns into Universal. Sorry, uh, so, sorry, Josh. This is more important than this movie. I know it you is. guys are going to be ducking me all episode. I know it already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's talk about King Kong some more. Okay, sorry. Continue talking about this terrible, terrible movie. Yeah, At hour and thirty nine minutes was, which is usually like very close to the sweet spot that we like for run times. Uh, thankfully it wasn't longer but i don't think they had much left to say there are some things to like about this film they were attempting something they just failed to pull it off and there's probably some reasons for that uh which may start to become clear as early as housekeeping so let's just jump into it Um, might as well so first up we have the director uh nick powell um, and besides this, the only other film they directed was a film called Primal. Uh, but primarily, they Wait, are the, 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 the Nick Cage movie. Uh, Universal did buy out RKO in 1957. Ah, OK. There All right. Go. There we go. Wait, so so Primal, the Nick Cage movie. I yes. You don't... Yes, oh, it, it is. is. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We've got another one from this, uh, this guy. Well, also, actually, I'm. I'm... Um, I'm also going to shout out all the people who don't have Wikipedia pages. Uh, Nick Powell is one of them. No Wikipedia so page. That's super duper weird. And I'm going to tell you why. Because Nick Powell's career outside of directing two films is primarily as an award-winning stuntman and fight choreographer. He won the award for the fight choreography for the Born Identity films, which is what gave us all of those really uh, like truncated uh 30 cuts in five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm not really. Kids remember this for later um, that he won an Academy Award for fight choreography. It's going to be very important. So, like, I didn't actually have a problem with the fight scenes in this movie. That's one of the things that I'm going to say they made some smart choices on, but we'll get into all of the bad choices they made as well. So, that's the director, Nick Powell. Next up, we have the writer which is a James Dormer. No Wikipedia um, page. Okay, so <laughs> Correct. James Dormer's only other full-length screenplay that I could find was a film called The Holding. He did do a lot of TV, including uh, Beowulf, Return to the Shieldlands, Strike Back, Devils. But uh, apparently, and this wasn't uh, a show that I watched, but the current big claim to fame was he wrote the entire third season of a show called Medici, Medici on it's Netflix. Medici, Medici. Okay, Medici. The uh, Italian Never seen mo- it. Italian family that was basically like the mob. Got wait they, what? Uh, they... Yeah, you don't know about the Medici's? No, I'm about to. Yeah, learn about the Medici's. They were like one of the biggest um, contributors to the arts, but also they were running some shady shit in Italy oh. back in the day. Ryan, do me a favor, pop that in the uh, in the chat because so here's the thing. I'm canceling all my streaming services and I'm just putting up the uh the black sales. So Correct I have to, to do. download that later. There you go. I don't know I don't know if the show is any good. I just know about the family because I like a little history. Oh, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch the show. I'll report back. Yeah, let me know. Let us know I'm, how I'm the curious. third season writing is because I'm 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 not gonna lie, I'm gonna sling a fair amount of mud at the writing uh on this That's show. fair. So moving on to cast, which I'm going to apologize to the cast because uh, when selecting individuals for housekeeping, I'm primarily going with people who at least have a headshot put together on, uh, you know, something like IMDb, uh, which is going to not, you know, credit some of the folks that were primary actors and actresses in this film. So uh, with that caveat out of the way, uh, first up, as always, we have Nick Cage as Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell. No, I don't think that that was his last name. <laughs> no, 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 it was. He's currently serving a life sentence in prison. Did she get a life sentence? I don't know, actually. I'm not familiar with with exactly how that played out. Um, ah, the Clintons next... will get her eventually. Yeah, there you go. Uh, next up, we have Hayden Christensen as Jacob. Uh, Hayden Christensen, of course, being in Star Wars. Uh, I think we've all seen him in that. Jumper, uh, The Virgin Suicides, 
um a couple episodes of the goosebumps tv series from 97 but yeah yeah Hayden i Christ will say he was Anakin. not he was not terrible in this and he i gotta shout it out because i love the movie he was a paper boy in the mouth of madness which is probably my favorite sam nail uh, picture and maybe my favorite uh john carpenter that's not the thing there you go also but went yeah. back and watched uh episodes two and three of star wars aged pretty well i'd say it's actually They're not fine. the worst they're fine. Three has They're one of fine, my favorite yeah. lightsaber fights in the entire in in the entire franchise. Oh yeah, in Factory Girl, he was also in Factory Girl, which is a movie about how Andy Warhol is an abusive asshole who drove Edie Sedgwick into a heroin addiction. Whom's to a light uh, watch amongst us? <laughs> yeah, real light watch. Uh, Hayden um, Christensen plays uh, Bob Dylan, but not named. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Hayden Christensen was actually one of the good choices I think this film made, especially if you want sword fight scenes. I was that's, thinking that that's probably why they cast him. They were like, he got all that training about a Star's War. Did you not catch like his moves with yeah, the yeah, sword? Yeah, yeah. It was all yeah. very, very comparable. It's man. all lightsaber shit. Exactly, exactly. So solid casting choice. Unfortunately, our boy Cage miscast. This is, this <laughs> oh is yeah, not this the role was... you fucking wanted him in. I don't man. know if he was miscast or if he wasn't paid enough to give a shit or or, or sabotage a little yeah. bit. <laughs> Now, uh, forgive some of my pronunciations from here on out. Uh, we have uh, Basel Wang as Lieutenant, who was in uh, a number of films such as Romance of a Calligrapher, G-U-G, G-U-G, I think it's called, Waiting in Beijing, and that's all I got. Uh, for uh, that. I'll shout out one that I actually have seen, Lucky 13. It's an 80s like revenge thriller. I don't remember who he is in it because it's kind of like a, revenge for her kind of deal but it was fun it's like some trashy actiony revenge shit okay all right uh next up we have simon chin as captain bao who was in snake eyes not the cage one the gi joe movie you know uh he was in the snow piercer tv show uh he was in always be my maybe and the unforgivable and, and, he, and uh, he was not in Batman Begins. He was not. He was not in Batman Begins. That was Turbo Kong. No yeah. relation to Funky Kong. Uh, I will shout out that uh, <laughs> Simon Chin did some voice work in video games, and he's in a game that whips absolute ass called Sleeping Dogs. It's better than every GTA Yo, game. I want Sleeping Dogs 2 so bad. So fucking bad. Else, I'm glad somebody else is a Sleeping Dogs fan, man. That game was that so game fucking was awesome. good. That game was awesome. It's everything I wanted out of a GTA game but never got before. Like a good story and like actually interesting uh, mission setups. Yeah, it was like a Yakuza game if they were in any way serious. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, those games are serious if all you do is play the main story. <laughs> They're serious and very short bursts. Yes, <laughs> and and the most the most fun you're gonna have playing it is the nonsense shit where you wander in a part into a parlor of a bunch of grown men wearing diapers playing. <laughs> Let's pacify this bitch. It's in every one of them, man. <laughs> um, next up, we have uh, Fernando Chin as Captain Wu. So he was in uh, Shang Chi and a Legend of Ten Rings. He was in the Iron Fist uh, Netflix Marvel series. He was in The Accountant, uh, which was a good flick. He was in Transcendence, which was also a decent flick, in my opinion. Um, and he did a bunch of stunts for a ton of stuff, like all of the Marvel stuff, uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, shit like that. That's going to be a running theme here from the director on down. There's a lot of folks that were specifically stuntmen are involved in stunts and fight choreography for, you know, uh, large chunks of their career. Speaking of, next up, I have uh, Jawed Burney as Moore Captain, also primarily a stuntman, uh, but was in um, uh, Savage Dog and VHS Viral, which I did actually watch. Uh, yeah, me too. The VHS movies are decent, you know. I like anthology stuff. Anthology so that's, horror. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I like the vignette styles. Those are fun. Yeah, me too. Um, so next up, I have Byron Lawson as Captain Peng, who was in Snakes on a Plane, Romeo Must Die, uh, A Dangerous Man, and was also in the Smallville TV show. Nice. Uh, and then last up on mine, again, woefully uh, uh, underlisted uh, housekeeping here. I apologize. Uh, Liang Shi as King, 
who was in The Last Emperor, Black Hat, Silence, CEO, and Skyfire. Oh, I also have one that uh, I can shout out for this dude. Uh, he's in a movie called Ping Pong the Triumph. It does what it says on the tin. It's about a ping pong tournament. <laughs> nice. I like I like sports movies about ping pong. It, I like Forrest Gump. What was the what was the goofy? I can't even remember if Will Ferrell was in it, but the Will Ferrell esque was it balls balls of fury. Balls of fury. Yeah. I I <laughs> clocked that as soon as you said what was the, I'm like he's talking about balls of fury. Yeah, it's balls of fury. And it was not yeah. Will Ferrell. It was um wasn't Jack Black in that? No, it was another fat loud guy. Uh God, what was his name? I have to look this My up. Apologies to Christopher Jack Walken Black. was apparently there as an Asian man. Oh yeah, that's right. I rem- remember that. Yes, he now. was. But um uh, Dan Fogler is the yes. main guy. James Hong is there, fucking Terry Crews, Dietrich Bader. Damn, uh, this movie's Dan, got a fucking cast. Fucking George Lopez. <laughs> yeah. Dan He's Dan Fogler does play a very good Francis Ford Coppola, though, in uh the miniseries The Offer. Oh, you were telling me to watch that. I gotta get around to that one. It's like I don't know, it's not good, it's just enjoyable, if that makes any sense. Okay. I actually I actually don't I, I like Dan Fogler when I see him, honestly. Um, I like him better when he's in uh, semi-serious roles. If I'm not mistaken, he was in uh, the Hannibal series. The Let me see if I'm not misremembering. Uh, uh, I'm about to I look it not. up. He was in the Hannibal TV series. That's right. Yes, for three and episodes. If you guys haven't seen that, I recommend. Yeah, many people have recommended that to me. I don't think I'll... I don't think I will. <laughs> really? It's not bad. If you like... If you like fucking episode, like if if uh, they gave Hannibal the like X Files treatment, where it's kind of like a Monster of the Week style thing, yeah, um, it's pretty good. Also, Mads Mikkelsen is criminally good. So my problem is, if you're gonna do a Monster of the Week and the monster is always man every time, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I can see that being old. <laughs> the monster was man all along. That's that's fair. I'm not saying you're going to learn anything from it. You're just going to watch decent TV. <laughs> All yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. All right. I got a couple. Uh, Andy on plays uh, Shing, the main bad guy in this. He was in a movie called uh, Black Mask 2, which whips absolute ass. It's very cheesy. It's got uh, John Polito in it for no apparent reason. <laughs> uh, what else we got? We've got... I want to see him play a young Shang Tsung in a Mortal Kombat garbage movie. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I think he could do the hell out of that role. We are due for a Mortal Kombat garbage movie, especially with like the what is it, Mortal Mortal Kombat Eleven that just came out. There was that a Mortal like Kombat a movie rec- like th- like two or three years ago, wasn't there? Yeah, I, I think it's yeah, but it was garbage. Too. Yeah, it, it was, was garbage, garbage and not the right kind of garbage. Uh, okay, so it it, was it didn't garbage. have the right pecan. It was fun garbage. Rich is wrong. All right, so the next uh, shout out I've got is uh, Liu Yufei. I. She was like, plays the princess in this. I just got to shout her out because she was the live action Mulan. And I think that bears some mention at the very least. It's uh, a yeah. good get, but the Disney's live action shit is just a naked. Oh, it's god awful. Yeah. And then the rest of the name, like the actors with headshots, I don't recognize them for anything. So I don't really have anything to say except for Brian Ho, who is in. Uh, x-men days of future past but i can't clock him i don't know who that man was in that but he was in a movie called chupacabra versus the alamo which i will have to hunt down and watch that's cool and also days of future wait no 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 that's not the one i was thinking uh, first class is the one where they kill the unkillable mutants. yes yes Correct. days of future past so is um is wolverine in time that's the yeah that's the go back gotcha. in time one okay all right and there you go housekeeping is done uh, we've done some uh, ducking and dodging actually talking about this movie, so you know what time it is. Dodgeball? It's time for ads. Wish we could dodge those. Duck, well, dodge, I mean, dip, the dodge, listener dive. the the listener can dodge them by going to patreon.com slash fight. Oh my god, patreon.com slash fight. Yeah, I was right. Okay. Are it's these been... ads really necessary? <laughs> is it necessary, necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, but I do it anyway because it's sterile and I likes the taste. But you as a listener uh, can not only not listen to ads, but also not drink your own urine for just $1 a month. 
I mean, give us a dollar. You can still drink your own. You can urine, still drink that's your own. Your thing. That's fine. I yeah, mean, yeah, if, you, if you think it, you likes the taste. We're not yeah. going to drop in and check on you. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to yuck your yum. It's fine. <laughs> anyway, here, listen to these. And we're back. Do you think that Hayden Christensen in this movie, like his character, do you think he would drink his own piss? Absolutely, without a second guess. Okay. He he gets pissed on in this film. He does. Okay, he does, I gonna, yeah. I was going to ask if that's what was happening there. Oh, yes, there is a golden shower. That's how happening. I saw it. <laughs> but like, they don't make it very explicit. But there's no way... Because they splash the water on him out of the one thing, and then you see the single stream, and I'm like, that's piss. That's got to be piss. That guy's yeah, really no, the, hydrated, the, the, but that's piss. The the soldiers stand all around him and piss on him. Yeah. Um, all right. It's it, it's not a kink thing, though. No, no. He's not paying them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, we open on um, a slow motion, grimacing uh, Hayden, praying to God as a crusader of uh, from the crusades it's only one kind <laughs> uh, we're in the middle east uh vaguely in the 12th century panning down uh on a crusader camp like just outside of where this battle is taking place uh they're busting into an unnamed castle and we get to see uh we get our our first shot of cage um on horseback uh, uh cage and uh, Christensen are on horseback while there is a, a fairly wild the uh, foot combat melee going on. Um, and it looks like uh, uh, Christensen's character, Jacob, is in charge and Ghislaine is some sort of high ranking um, lieutenant or officer, something like that. Right. Um, Ghislaine is uh, suggesting that they just fucking stop. And uh, Jacob is not really interested uh, in this and uh, continues to plow on through uh, this siege. So uh, Ghislaine, um, the the dialogue that we get here, it's pretty apparent Ghislaine is disillusioned with the crusade cause um, and just wants to uh, basically go AWOL uh, and go east. Uh, to which he's told uh, nobody goes east, and if he wants to go, to just go by himself uh, from Jacob. Cage's accent in this is horribly bad. It's god-awful the entire time. I don't I'm know not... what he's going for. No, no idea. I had already started zoning out. As, as Like, every single one of this, uh, one of us on this podcast has spent time uh, a, a, around a table uh, a tabletop where games are being played and people are sometimes doing silly voices. This does not, if somebody did this at one of my games, I'd be like, you got to stop. Either talk this, normally. this is a crime. They'd instantly get a, this ain't it chief. Yeah. Yeah. Work on that during your, your commute uh, uh, throughout the week, because it's bad. <laughs> I like, don't I, like this. I, I'd like to try and figure out what he's trying to go for, but I don't even have a hitching post. Maybe like Scottish, but I don't fucking know. Because like Cage I wasn't sure. character is supposed to be Scottish. And they show him being trained by Cage as a little kid. That's the only thing that could make any possible sense to me. Was there any any hint of what Cage was supposed to be from those flashbacks with the kind of uh clothing he was wearing? Because I could not fucking clock that shit. No, I, I got nothing. Okay. I had no, yeah, I mean, same. The the type of helm he's wearing, I want to say Saxon, but I I don't fucking know. There. So the Crusaders push their way into uh the palace, uh, with uh Jacob actually crossing blades with the dude who seems in charge on the enemy side. The man refuses to concede and Jacob runs him through. Glane follows Jacob through like the the carnage in the the inner sanctum of this castle, and he, he he's doing work during this, like trying to stop the Crusaders from dragging off women and children. Uh, but then we get the title card uh, of the film, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. By the way, the the the, the name of the movie, no. Um, no, I mean, they, they they say the word outcast numerous times, but like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what they were going for. 
me neither. So we cut uh, to the Far East again, nebulous, uh, two years later. And we have like a sick old king type character uh, telling his young son that he is dying. Uh, and it looks like he wants his young son to uh, succeed his place uh, on the throne. Um, <clears throat> however, there's a little bit of a problem with this because Kid has an older brother um, who is a, a, a warrior, a general of some sort. And speaking of, it looks like this guy is on his way to the throne room. So uh, the king gives uh, little bro uh, the royal seal. Uh, and tells him to get to yet another general of the kingdom and tasks his daughter, little sis or princess. I'm not big on names on my notes in this one. I'm just warning you. Neither uh, is no. Yeah, but I say the movie isn't either. The movie, half the people's names are lieutenant, general, yeah. so-and-so's wife. So uh, the king tasks uh, the princess with keeping her younger brother uh, safe and then sends them off with a monk uh, before uh, uh, Warrior Big Bro shows up. So um, Big Bro is pissed off about the rumors he's hearing that his younger brother is going to get the throne. And he's uh, here there. to eat some scenery. <laughs> oh, yeah. He just chews that right up. He really <laughs> does. Uh, so there's some yelling and threatening. Uh, it looks like one of the lieutenants is going to step up and stop uh, Big Bro from doing anything rash. Uh, but uh, Big Bro calls his bluff on that, ultimately sending him and the rest of the soldiers out of the room uh, and then stabs his dad, the king, with a dagger. I love a bit of, of patricide uh, early on in my films, um, but this is uh, boring. It is a little bit. He just pokes them. Also, and again, my my big gripe with this movie is that we need to get these uh, stunt guy fight choreographers who want to try their hand at directing better writing. Absolutely. Or maybe less input in the writing process. I'm not fucking sure. I'm not sure exactly where this formula breaks down, but breakdown it does. So uh, Big Bro goes out to all the soldiers and tells the most incomprehensible lie to the men who are just in an empty room besides them, Big Bro and the king. Yeah, I have no idea how this ago. scene worked. Like, I was only watching being like, wait, what? Oh, they it's put a two and two together. It's a continuity error because, like, the, I think they forgot that the other like soldiers were actually there because they made it seem like only that one guy saw the king alive when everybody saw the king alive. A bunch of them. There's at a least 25 soldiers. And he goes out okay, and he's like... So there, there is a little Wikipedia sentence that tries to cover this up that says, the guards and army only cooperate under fear of retribution. Retribution from who? He is one guy. Like, thanks yeah. Wikipedia for trying. I appreciate you. But still doesn't make any sense. Well, it's funny because the movie can't figure out how they want to treat Big Bro uh, in this, like at any point, basically, except for one shot of him shirtless where you're like, oh, that's why that's how you want to treat him. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no. So he comes out and is like, uh, my younger brother killed uh, our dad uh, and stole the royal seal. Let's find him. Uh, and uh, uh, correct this error. By the way, I'm the king now, until further notice. <laughs> um, that's crazy. So the soldiers set off to try and find the kid, uh, little bro, um, and the princess take off on a horse with the seal just ahead of the following soldiers, and we get our first scene where I'm like, okay, this might be cool. We get uh, the monk that like uh was escorting the kids he just no weapons uh like just fights like 20 guys <laughs> before yeah. getting mobbed that yeah. was a cool scene i liked that scene <laughs> also just to just to be clear i know we glossed over it the the fight scenes the sword fighting and stuff like that and the opening sequence all very competently done stuff in my competent opinion. is the word i would use not exceptional not like really that interesting competent 
Yeah, it didn't blow my tits <laughs> off, but all all of the things that I was seeing made sense. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And, and and you might not stop to appreciate those until you see like really bad fight scenes in like yeah. a, a larger, you know, melee combat displayed on screen. And you're like, God damn. Uh, no, this movie does fight scenes competently. It just the rest of everything that goes into the movie is is not so great. So um, the 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 prince and the sister's horse, like we we cut forward in time a bit. The horse was hit with an arrow at some point and dies outside a sort of town um, outpost village, something like that. Something like that. Way um, station. Yeah, it, it's 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 a big enough establishment to have a tavern somewhere in there. Yeah, that lets in like civilians because originally I thought it was a military outpost. But I don't think you can just fucking like wander through there and be like, I want to get a drink. I don't think that's how that shit works. The sister goes in uh, and tells uh, King in waiting little bro to hide outside. Uh, and then we cut to the inside of a tavern. And there is an individual with a ridiculously large hat completely hiding his face uh, that is drinking in the tavern uh, and seems super duper high. He's uh, so faded. This is good acting because it turns out this dude is fucking super duper high. <laughs> we get some trippy camera effects uh, from their point of view to really hammer this point home. But he trades his sword, which is a crusader straight blade, for his food and drink. The sister walks into the tavern uh, at this point and requests an escort for the road. It looks like there's a couple of like bandit dudes who are either or just ruffians of some sort, mercenaries. I don't know. General thugs. Either, yeah, either take her up on the offer or robber or something like that. But they end up sitting down pretty quickly uh, because shortly thereafter, her younger brother is escorted in um, and tossed on the floor of the tavern by some soldiers that are hereafter referred to as black guard. Uh, that's what they call. Uh, big bros henchmen basically yeah um so one of the soldiers uh takes the crusader's blade from the hands of the tavern keep and restrains uh little bro and princess and takes the seal um big hat dude finally gets up and reveals himself to be jacob and he like i said is high as shit uh he requests his blade back we see that we we learn that he's super high on opium Got a big old chunk of it, like a huge yeah. chunk of opium. That is a solid person. It's like stash. it's an amount yeah. that is comparable to like a gallon of PCP. <laughs> yes, your kids is. are with the drug dealer. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you're you're uh, you're you're addicted. Got a gallon. You, you do have a gallon. <laughs> so uh, the soldiers beat him and piss on him. This is the piss scene. Uh, I don't have a timestamp. If that's your thing. <laughs> You're just going to have to fast forward around. You'll get to it. Someone has masturbated to this movie, though, is what I'm saying. Yeah, probably. <laughs> sure. Uh, they go to uh, kill him, uh, and he remembers his fighting skills and pops off the sexual style. He, uh, again, unarmed at this point, fights the uh, soldiers and is is really beating the shit out of them until uh the the main soldier the first one that came in the one who's doing all the talking and threatening uh holds the young prince hostage with the crusader's own sword and jacob kills him with a pretty nasty spear throw uh, yeah. and then recovers his sword. Oh, it's, we we have the establishing spear throw in the uh yep. the crusader section he fucking hucks one and he uh he gets a gets an archer that's on like the roof earlier in the movie so we know he can do shit like that not even that there's another there's another scene in the opening fights where he throws the uh he throws a spear and it's one of my favorite it's like video game physics where like a, a spear thrown by one human man like knocks another human man like off of their feet and yeah, impales yeah. them against a wall <laughs> yeah that's like right uh, after so the yeah, piss the scene right yeah 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 <laughs> jacob collects his opium and then goes to leave um, the princess and and little bro follow him, requesting his help as an escort. 
Um, there is a fun bit of camera work I want to shout out because uh, Drunk High Jacob like picks up a basin of water and dumps it on his face. But we get a great oh, I did camera like mounted. This. Yeah, I, I figured you would have, but I had to call it out because the movie does not do this like any other time. No, it's like the only interesting camera framing that we get in the entire film. It's like a Raimi shot. Yeah, you have yeah. point of view from the water basin. Yeah, yeah as, he, as he dumps it on his head. Solid shot. Props to that shot. Um, so uh, he doesn't seem interested at all in the uh, request from the two young royals, uh, despite their offer of gold. Uh, he gets on his horse and rides away. He's like, by the way, you're going to get caught if you stay here and just takes off with his horse. So uh, Jacob is dealing with some like uh, PTSD from the Crusades, which makes sense. Justifiable. Um, yeah. And we get a flashback. Yeah, they were scene fucked up. That sort of implies that he killed the the woman in the castle who seemed to be, if not the queen, the consort or something of the armored dude who was running the castle uh, that uh, Jacob ended up killing in single combat. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the sort of flashback he has there. So, um, he ends up finding, uh, Lil Bro and Princess that I, I'm, I wasn't sure if they were trying to like follow him sort of like drift in his wake, or if he went back and explicitly found them making their own way. It's not made very clear. This yeah. movie is, uh, got some problems in the narrative department. Yeah. So uh, he helps them uh, evade the rapidly approaching Blackguard that's on their heels, basically. Uh, does the classic uh, hide your tracks with a swooping branch, I think I saw for the first time when I was a kid in 101 Dalmatians. Yeah, yeah yes, yeah. they did that. <laughs> uh, and they hide in the crevice as like the Blackguards pass. Uh, and uh, uh, ultimately agrees uh, to escort them where they're going uh, in exchange for gold. So they set off together uh, and they come across a village that's being raided by Blackguard soldiers. Uh, Jacob sees what's going on is like, all right, we got to go. Uh, and the kids are like, no, they're like they're hurting people. They're kidnapping people. They're so, making people listen to BYU ads. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's about that time, isn't it? Yeah, I was about to say, speaking yeah. of. <laughs> yep. Speaking of hurting people. I wonder if any of these BYU ads talk about soaking and their jump buddies. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask, like, did y'all see that? Because I had to look up what all of those things meant. <laughs> I knew what most of those meant, but I needed a refresher. It, it, it hit the jump discourse buddy. a while ago, and I actually I saw something just today uh, before we get into the uh, the Mormon school ads. There was apparently another loophole that they were enjoying a couple years ago, and I don't know if it's still a thing, where as long as there isn't um, a directly pictured nudity, you can get around the no pornography uh, rules. And to demonstrate this, somebody took a picture of like uh, women in bikinis and then put basically like a Swiss cheese overlay where it hid the clothing they were wearing and showed like bits of skin. So, like, you could imagine that they were naked, and that's what apparently <laughs> the Mormons were jerking off to for a while there. Just jerk off to cheese, it's easier. Dude, just, just jerk <laughs> off to hentai. That shit's censored anyway. I wonder if that's a workaround. We're I wonder if to it is, a... too. I gotta get my, uh, you know, maybe just fucking call up BYU and be like, I've got a survey I'd like to conduct. Just start cold emailing uh, BYU students. Be like, come on our podcast real quick. It's for a Patreon episode. We're just going to ask you the most offensive questions we can think about uh, regarding your belief system. I just really need to know about when is the last slabs. time? When is the last time you jump humped? <laughs> I apologize to our all our Mormon listeners. Okay, what BYU. I want to know is, does the jumper get off on it? Yeah, does or that it count as a three way? Does it count as a three-way? It counts as a does weird it, three. It hundred percent counts as a weird three. Does it do anything for him though? It might. Wait, I'm about to they... say. I think. It, I think maybe it depends. Like you know, like you have the dudes who like get off on watching other dudes fuck their wives. Like maybe it's like that. It could be like that. It's 
they're the cuck jumper. Yeah. <laughs> cuck jumper is a killer supervillain name. <laughs> call call it for the ska band name, guys. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, here you go. Listen to some fucking ads. <laughs> or we're gonna do this all night. <laughs> we're back i'm still fucking <laughs> laughing at that yeah no uh, we're not we're not going to talk about this movie anymore we're going to talk about the physics <laughs> gotta talk about the, the physics of the jump hopping yeah. and well, so I, mean, I guess now I, so he, he here is my question though mm-hmm. so i get i i get the whole like soaking and jump hopping i get that <laughs> do you but, but how do you get the p in the v without accounting because there's got to be some sort of motion there. It's just the one, just the one motion. It takes you one motion to get there. Right, right. But doesn't that motion count? I think it does. But I also it think should. that if you're dumb enough to get sucked into the Mormon religion, you could probably talk yourself out of it. All right, look, we're going to talk about this more on our Patreon, patreon.com slash Nick Cage fight. Uh, just look for an episode called Jump Humping coming out soon. Yep, yep, yep. yep, you, yep. You, you also, give it. us a dollar. Yeah, give us a dollar. You gotta, you gotta question a, a religion that's offshoots are really, really into polygamy that they'd be such prudes prior to marriage. You know what I mean? Or maybe the one is correlated directly with the other. I think there's a floodgate effect here. Uh, maybe, but then, yeah. the, like, how did how did, did that just skip the evangelicals? Although I'm sure there's some weird Christianity offshoots where polygamy is a problem too. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know. But okay. At, <laughs> Mostly like, the ones we've heard about are the real fucked up offshoots, like Branch Davidians and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like on Thanksgiving, I watched a bunch of Sister Wives for some reason. Oh. And it's like, it is the weirdest polygamy I've ever seen in my life. Go on. Like, yeah, continue. <laughs> so it seems like. So you have like the dude, and the dude, by the way, um, looks like remember the Geico commercials with the cavemen? Yes, yes, That's, I do. He looks like <laughs> one of them. Okay. Yeah, that um, tracks. It seems like he is not in charge. It seems like there is a hierarchy, but there's two separate hierarchies. There is the hierarchy of how long he has been with each woman, and then there's a hierarchy of who he likes best. Because the first hierarchy depends on what happens in the house. And that's the woman that he married first. And then there's the hierarchy of who he spends time with. And that is the woman that he married last. Oh, all of the, hey. Math, mathematically, this all tracks so far. <laughs> <laughs> it's just very... the semantics of it, but not the pragmatics of it. Yeah. Like, you Dude, would think that he would be more... Um, I don't know vocal in these things being Mormon and all better to sit back and let them fight. I would, I would guess to a certain extent. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it back to our Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. Let's just uh, talk about Godzilla. <laughs> let them fight. Well, I found it interesting that Godzilla minus one was set almost exclusively in the uh, years directly after world war two. That's not weird. That's like, that's where that, uh, the, the, the whole allegory of that character sprang from no but we haven't had a, a explicitly post-world war ii godzilla movie technically ever they're all set in like the mid 50s or later or much 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 later huh Interesting. Well, yeah, actually you need time for all that radiation why exactly. was it called minus one because it's a prequel to godzilla one. Oh, okay oh right. yeah i it's, like it it's it's the godzilla movie that happens the earliest on the timeline cool i like that um, all right, back to this film because we got it. Let's just let's do we just have to a little bit. Yeah, do we have to? <laughs> yeah, we do. So all right, all right. Jacob wants to leave. The kids are like, no, we have to do something. The prince overwhelmed with uh, his concern for the people. By the way, that's the whole logic behind uh, the king naming him as the successor to the throne is because, yes, his brother helped him do all the war shit to have a kingdom. Uh, but now what is needed is a ruler that cares about the people uh, and can manage a peacetime. 
So anyway, the kid pulls a bow, uh, fires an arrow shittily, does not save this other kid that's being kidnapped uh, by one of these soldiers. Uh, so Jacob finally goes, grabs the bow, restrings it. I don't understand that scene. Did you guys have any input on that? I no might realized that it didn't have a high enough tensile strength on that specific string to get the type of shot he needed to get because you need a pretty hard, heavy string pull or yeah. a long string pull to be able to get those long shots. That makes That's sense. my guess. I, I'm not speaking from a, a place of like expertise or anything. That's like there is a scene though where he's explicitly fucking with the bow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. Okay. All right, and th- then he does make a, a a pretty wild shot to take a rider on the wing and not injure the person like laid across the saddle. Anyway, uh, he does this like midstream when like the rider is crossing a stream. They go down. Uh, Jacob pulls uh, the child from the water uh, and drags him to shore. Uh, so uh, yeah, no, he saves him very conveniently in a way where nobody notices the trailing black guard that just died uh, from like the band of raiding soldiers. So it's just this one person that they pick off. Jacob is convinced to take this new kid with them uh, because the, the prince does to, I guess cleverly goes, they're looking for three people, not four people. He's like, yeah, not eight people. Let's get a bunch of people together. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, man. yeah, they're just not going to check. They're just going to be like, oh, there's eight people. We're only looking for three. <laughs> so uh, faces don't matter to us. We, we're just counting people. Also, I'm sorry. The liability in this scenario is the white guy. Like, yeah. This whole movie is in English, which is probably another strike against it as far oh, absolutely. as... absolutely. Universal translator movies are always kind of stupid. Yeah, there's a fair amount that doesn't make sense in it. But again, the white guy is just going to stick out like a sore thumb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if the maybe prince ditch and him. the sister, like, smeared some dirt on their face and took the other kid that they saved, like, three dirty orphans, given what the black guard is doing... Uh, would probably have a better shot of traveling inconspicuously. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, back at the palace, uh, one of the generals uh, that B- Big Bro summoned stands in audience before the new king, who threatens the general, who is really having none of it. Like, uh, uh, Big Bro pulls his dagger and is like, you know, my brother killed the king. We have to find him and punish him. Uh, it's your job to do this, and I'm the new king. Uh, And the general is just like, oh, no, look, if your younger brother killed the king, we will find him and we will punish him because whoever killed the king, prince or no, uh, is not above uh, the consequences of that action. Like really, really giving the hairy eyeball to the whole time. (laughs) So from here, we cut back to Jacob and the kids. So the, the, the whole bit, the entire plot is it's a race to get the goober to a specific location before getting captured. Ooh, are we just gonna call everything a goober now? I love that. I think so, yeah. That's yeah. pretty good. I honestly I was I, I never hated the the term MacGuffin, but goober was a pretty solid upgrade yeah. to it from the uh end of the Spider-Verse. So I'm a fan. So they set up camp that evening. Uh and when Jacob goes to doze off uh, the princess steals Jacob's gigantic brick of opium and throws it directly into the fire. Now we're all getting high. Everybody's chasing I was going to say they missed an opportunity here to really portray uh, Jacob in the throes of an addiction by just having him stick his face over the fire. It's like, joke's on you. If I'm not going to be able to get high for the next couple of days, I'm going to get the highest I've ever been in my life yeah. right now. <laughs> pull, a, pull on Alan Quartermain from Legal Extraordinary Gentleman. Yeah. Um, so uh, the princess and Jacob have a conversation basically where Jacob admits to uh, both running away from his home and searching for something simultaneously the dialogue is schlocky in this flick. Uh, this is supposed to be one of the first established uh, establishing shots of Jacob and the princess maybe kind of having a thing for each other or at least coming to some level of understanding. 
which I found a little weird because I I clocked her as like way younger than she's supposed to be in this. Uh, yeah, probably. It is odd. It doesn't like come to anything in the film, which is fine. But yeah. it's it is weird. It it doesn't read as explicitly platonic maybe as they were hoping. I mean, they uh, kiss at some point, don't they? Do they? I might. Do not they? Yeah. I, I don't remember. But I, I texted you guys after this movie, and I said I don't remember a thing about this movie. You did, but you were okay. Also she, she was like twenty-seven opium. when this movie was shot. <laughs> she, she just I was young. also on a lot of opium. Yeah, yeah. We try and really immerse ourselves in the uh, the, the movie, the culture that. of the films. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's tough to get opium these days. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, most um, it's just like it's just heroin now, and. <laughs> It's 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 either not strong enough with heroin or way too strong with fentanyl. So now I'm sorry. Now I'm I'm completely distracting myself by like thinking of a heroin dealer being given shit by somebody who's like, I want a fucking opium, man. What is this? They're like, <laughs> fucking sells opium anymore. It's like I'm not interested. Dudes at music festivals. <laughs> I've been offered opium so many fucking times at music festivals. I guarantee it's not actually it, but there are dudes that are claiming that that's there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just some weird shit sprinkled in some hash. Yeah, probably, <laughs> that guess. is probably what it is. Yeah. All I'm saying is if you go to a music festival and Primus is playing, there's probably going to be a dude in a Dr. Seuss hat trying to sell you opium. Well, yeah, 100%. I think they travel with the band. They do. Yeah, I think it might be their the second guitarist. Or their manager. <laughs> might be their manager, yeah. So, um... It's it's actually just Lake Lesbool's side project. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? Flying Frog Brigade, Oysterhead, the one with uh, John Lennon's son. It's the one with John Lennon's son. Absolutely, the one with John Lennon's son. Okay, yeah. I think he's got the good the, shit. The, I'm pretty sure that's called the Lennon Claypool Delirium, if I'm not mistaken. So that totally tracks. I was honestly just going to let you guys spin this one out because we have no no housekeeping to distract next time. <laughs> And uh, this movie is pretty light on story. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. Like I said, pretty sure that's not opium. Pretty sure that's hash with some extra ingredients thrown in. Um, hash, colloidal not... silver? Maybe. <laughs> Yo, speaking of colloidal silver, have you guys checked out any of the the new documentaries that dropped? They, they uh, I think it was HBO, did a documentary on that cult with uh, that lady who uh they thought was god and they this was a couple years back the only story i remember like actually paying attention to at the time was like the headline was like bunch of cultists get caught with body of dead member they thought was god huh no i don't know about this but i am intrigued yeah i don't know about this either the the thing about that one it was it was like it was hippie shit that turned into uh, cult shit. Uh, but one of the things that they did was hocked colloidal silver and also <laughs> believed in the powers of colloidal silver. So this lady was full on Smurf colors. Uh, oh, yeah. just, just, just a be. butt full of silver. Yeah, man. So, yeah. No, <laughs> that's... There were people on Reddit asking for her spot price. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm a big fan of cult documentaries, and there there was a couple in in rapid succession, and there was some fun overlap with it, right? So there was the Mother God one that I was just talking about that came out after this Twin Flames one that came out on Netflix, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Twin Flames being a cult, sort of, it was more of an MLM with cult flavor thrown in. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. And one of the dudes in the Mother God documentary references, says explicitly Twin Flame. I was like, oh shit, we got some modern day cult overlap here? That's always intriguing, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no. I Honestly, I think this is a good place to uh, not quite cliffhanger it. Uh, there is no cliffhangers yeah, no, in this movie. Nothing in this movie is intriguing enough to become a cliffhanger. Yeah, and I think I think Honestly, there's there's only one part of the movie after this uh, that's worth talking about at length. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's none of it is good shit. <laughs> it's about a really wild performance from our main man. 
Um, who is out of the movie for like a super long time and then back in it for a super short time and chooses makes the weirdest choices with the remaining time <laughs> weirdest I or just understand i mean i think the good choices you're thinking of rich are all <laughs> just the costume department being like what can we do to this man no no i i love i absolutely love the the voice choices the where he decides <laughs> to start yelling things Okay, the, the his yelling is definitely his choice, and it is the correct choice each and every time. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's it's, it's a spectacle. Yes. Uh, it's not good. It's the only entertaining <laughs> part of the movie. It woke me back up. Yes. That's fair. There's a lot of parts of that uh, that are, they'll, yeah, they'll jar you out. You'll watch that part, but it's, it's so odd. It's, 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 I don't know. It, it's like putting a river pebble in like a in in the setting of a ring that otherwise you're just like, what fucking sense does this, does this make? Uh, not a lot. No. Um, but yeah, sure. There you go. There's the first half of Outcast. This is this is one of those films that that we do that really uh, I think is the primary benefit of listening to our podcast because you're not going to watch this fucking movie. I'm telling you right now. I'm also telling you not to watch this movie. <laughs> I'm surprised we watched this movie. Hey, was I the only one that spent this entire movie wondering where Andre 3000 was? Yes. <laughs> it fucking took me a second. to. <laughs> I want to know where the other guy is. Big boy? Least, yeah. Everybody remembers Andre 3000 because he was in semi-pro. He was. He was amazing in semi-pro. He's also in four brothers. He was so, in four brothers. And I will not hear slander against that marky mark joint unless oh, i know you love that movie some yeah. of the previous actions of marky mark <laughs> but yeah no did either of you listen to his flute album no but i no. need to i love a good flute i i i, I checked out the the interview big boy or andre 3000 andre, andre 3000. 3000 okay he start, yeah he was writing a fucking rap album and then he was like i'm just really interested in these flute fucking solos i've been laying down i'm just gonna do a whole album of this I don't know under, who to play the flute. You are underselling his reasoning why. Yeah, because okay. When they interviewed yeah. him, they're like, they're like, why aren't you doing a, uh, you know, a rap album? People were like, you were quiet for so long. People was like, he's probably writing the most fire rap album. And he's like, I'm old. He's like, I sat down to write verses, and I was like, I was like, what am I going to talk about? Like taking baby aspirin every day for my heart health. Like, oh, I've that that part I did see. say about yeah. it. <laughs> I do like the memes where it's just Andre 3000 with a flute and it's the subtitle is these motherfuckers don't deserve words. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. But yeah, please uh, check us out next time to get the riveting conclusion uh, to uh, the film Outcast. Again, a movie you have never seen and will never see. I'm and, gonna, and I'm also spoiler, on that. it's not riveting. Yeah. But please yeah, still listen really to it. Not. We'll see what, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. happens. We might make it riveting. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you don't. I mean, maybe we'll have another Mormon digression. Um, it's hard to tell. Uh, but, yep. Uh, if you're starved for content uh, from us, you can always go ahead and uh, add us on X, formerly known as Twitter, at cagefight underscore pod. More than happy to uh, interact with listeners on there for as long as that lasts. What what think it's we, got like four days left? I never know. Seven? Man. I don't know. But every time uh Musk posts on that, it's just the Simpsons meme for me. It's just like stop, stop, it's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna talk about Grandpa Simpson walking and taking his head off and then immediately turning around, <laughs> putting his hat back on and leaving. Yeah, no, no, no. I'll be in the cold, cold ground before I start calling it X. <laughs> <laughs> We have our Patreon, and obviously it drops during ad reads, but if you give us just a dollar, uh, no ads, you get our Patreon content, uh, uncut episodes, stuff recorded before and after, uh, where we we talk about shit, and sometimes it's fun. That's how we learned about TurboCon today. And if you want to know what that is, you know, give us a and, dollar. And if you want to know what happened to the guy that played Random Task on Austin Powers... Don't yeah, look no, it no, up. No. It's I, super grim. Yeah, yeah don't, don't, don't look, look it up. up. Let's just give us a dollar and let us 
We'll tell know, you about it in really vague it. terms so you can avoid all the gruesomeness. It's it's the best way to figure out what happened there. Trust me. Yeah, or um, if not, he he threw a shoe at someone, I guess. Who, who does throws that? a shoe? Honestly. But yeah, no, that'll do it uh, for us this time. Uh, thank you, uh, as always, for tuning in, listeners. And please remember, we appreciate you. <laughs>